0: on everybody welcome back to the friends podcast man thank you so much for joining us mm-hmm. if it's your first time thank you so much for joining us we appreciate you uh my name is matt and i'm here with my co-hosts
1: hey what's up y'all it's jermaine
0: and it's ron this is the friends podcast make sure you
2: check us out we're streaming everywhere apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music iHeartRadio, youtube also make sure you check out our socials youtube shorts and also the instagram and tiktok at the friends podcast
0: Alright, so let's get it started this week, man. So what's going on with everybody? How's everybody's last week been?
1: The week's been cool. Week's been cool. It's been busy. I uh I've been planning a baby shower. One of my good friends is pregnant with twins. Um so that's next weekend. But this weekend I actually went to uh I went to a wedding last night, actually.
0: Okay, that's cool. That's what's up. How was it?
1: It was cool. You know, wedding season is is here. It's upon us. Um, it's interesting because I was at a wedding at that same venue this time last year. Um, and it just made me think about, like, what makes a wedding good as a guest? You know, like, the wedding was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. There were some beautiful points. But the wedding last year, it was my cousin's wedding. Not only did they have an open bar, they had hookah. Like, I had my own personal hookah at the table. Like, it was on some next level stuff. So I'm curious for you guys, like, what what makes a wedding good to you as a guest? Rod, you look disgusted.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about a hookah at a wedding. <laughs> like, everybody buying them nice suits and dresses, and then you're just going to have that nasty-ass smoke all, all over through the room? It just don't make any sense.
1: So they pulled it out, like, at the end of the wedding, more at, like, the party, party part, where people were, like, on the dance floor and stuff. So it wasn't there, like, you know, we were having dinner and stuff like that. Mm. I thought it was dope, though.
2: What flavor did did they have?
1: Ooh, what flavor did I do? I don't remember, but you got to pick flavors. They had, like, a whole hookah vendor who came out, who, like, you know... Could customize your flavors and whatever I thought that was I was like this is pretty dope I've never seen anything like that at a wedding before
0: Definitely never seen it before You know that's your cousin So I ain't gonna say too much about that No
1: say what you you want to say
0: Nah you know what I'm just gonna ask your question Which was (laughs) Your question It was uh, You know what, what makes a wedding enjoyable for a guest I mean Open bar as you said I mean, that's really it though, to be honest. Like, open bar. Like, everything past that is like, I'm just here because I got invited. Oh, maybe good food too, though.
1: Good food. Yeah,
0: you want a good restaurant vibe, like good food, drinks. Mm-hmm. That's about it. <laughs> Have y'all ever been to a wedding where, like, they s- served you? I can't remember. Like, do you go get your plate at a wedding or, like, do they come and, like, bring you the food?
2: So
1: they do both. I've been to both. Somewhere is, you know, uh, served, somewhere is buffet style. I feel like there are pros and cons to both. But the food is definitely key. I feel like for me, like, the biggest thing that makes it really fun, though, is, like, the reason why I point out the hookah thing is I like a party atmosphere. Like, okay, I get it. You're about to do the vows. That's beautiful. Cry, cry. It's great. But, like, especially if I don't, you know, at most weddings, you don't know all the people. Like, you know mm-hmm. the bride or you know the groom. Maybe you know, like, one or two guests. But you don't really know all the people like that. So if you have good guests who want to party people who want to dance
2: good music yeah definitely need a good dj oh yeah
0: that's true too that's true um yeah but like i said food drinks um i guess good people around to you know to fraternize with you know that that's always good
1: yeah are you two the type to like try to pick up a chick at a wedding
0: no nah, not for real i mean i've not what's pick up though like pick up as in like oh like come back up to the room with me <laughs> like, I i'm mean, not doing you, that
1: <laughs> maybe not that extreme but you know trying to make a love connection because i feel like women are very uh there are a lot of thirsty women at weddings
0: yeah i mean if if the opportunity presented itself of course but i haven't been to many weddings it probably would have been like three of my lifetime and it was all like my family so like that's just always just like not it, you know, when trying to, you know Get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like trying yeah. to do your thing, like it's not necessarily like the the best environment for that. But um, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed. Everybody be feeling like lovey dovey and shit. She might have caught the caught the whatever the, the bouquet got and the shit. bouquet.
1: She's you know. got a couple drinks with that open bar.
0: Hey, hey. you never know. <laughs> you don't you know what's gonna happen uh was that what you was doing though like because you went to the wedding was like, you like just trying to like scope out you know the the you know potential suitors
1: nah nah it wasn't even like that for me but um, uh, i definitely peeped some women who were there thirst on desperation level on desert
2: how you peep that like what's this tall tale signs of that
1: oh oh there's there's levels to it okay so i mean here's my thing if it's a wedding like i'm thinking about it's gonna be somebody's family like it's there's a mom there's a dad there's grandparents here there's people i don't know here when you see women who come in like dressed like they're going to the club like you got one like one <laughs> well you know i'm just gonna say because i don't know this girl she may not ever listen to this so whatever but one girl <laughs> was there and she had on like It was like a suit, jacket. It was like a a suit, but the top was like a normal blazer. And then the bottom was booty shorts. But it was all like a suit. She thought
2: she she was Janelle Monae. Oh, wow, like that's.
1: It, It was professional executive on the top and then like stripper shaking ass on the bottom. I was like, this is very interesting.
2: Um, I'd be interested to know who, in, who invited her, right?
1: <laughs> I was like, where did you even find, why this? At Where can you find a suit that has booty shorts on the bottom? I'm like, this is,
0: that's just, that outfit is disgusting and, and probably looks so, let me not trash her. Like, but like that, that's a terrible <laughs> outfit.
1: Long sleeves. Body, Go ahead. Yeah. Her body looked great, but I was just like, nah, nah, sis um
2: it reminds me of like the pull away nba suits like she's just always ready for the party
1: basically yep it looked like she was gonna have some you know long pins she would snap back on later for real so for me it's it's just stuff like that like when you come to a wedding and you aren't dressed appropriate for the wedding that kind of makes me feel like why are you dressed like this like this is in the club um and you know, you just notice the women who, like, have a couple of drinks, and then they're trying to scope out who the single men are. They're going out of their way to, like, you know, be seen by the single dudes. You you can peep it. You can definitely peep. Hey, one night, uh, I'm here one night only from out of town, type five. Yeah.
0: No, nah, I can feel that. Yeah, like, shit, so, like, I'm about to get on this flight tomorrow, and, like, we
1: mm-hmm. Like
0: shaking. What's, what's up? Yeah, so, no, nah, I feel that. Um. You know, what's funny about that is, so, like, at my company that I work at, we have a holiday party every year. And, um, you know, it's it's, it's employees only. So, like, if it's spouses and stuff like that, like, we can't bring our spouse, we can't bring our girlfriend, our brother, sister, oh. mother, anything. Okay. So, I've never been, but I've just heard that, you know, some things that happen, you know, between people that are not supposed to be doing things. They um, have a bar? Well, just, in, yeah, oh, yeah, yep, yeah, they got a bar um and so i i remember one day i was walking out of work and this random girl she just came up to me she just started talking to me and she was like uh she was like oh you know you ever been to the holiday party i was like no nah. she was like well i heard they be doing crazy shit you know i'm gonna leave my nigga at home i'm just looking for the niggas in the suit i'm like oh <laughs> uh, yeah here. she told you that she told Ooh. me that and i'm like um, been, i'm about to
2: come in there in the suit
0: <laughs> i, I should have said that <laughs> <laughs> i should have said that but it caught me so off guard because it was just random i'm just like you just talking about cheating on your nigga with some nigga you don't even know
1: she was plotting i guess
0: she was plotting No, no, i'm gonna have to find her find her uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow when i go into work but
1: um why have you been to one of these parties though
0: you know i'm i'm so antisocial i don't really like big groups of, of, of people and i don't know i just be always scared like a mass shooting going happen to some shit when it's like more than 500 people in the room but I'm gonna have to go. And yeah, go
1: this go this year and report back to us.
0: Oh, I will. I will for sure. And, oh, the soup. <laughs> and the soup, for sure. Let's kind of parlay that into the first, you know, topic that we have today. So we're talking about you know weddings and stuff like that. What makes it enjoyable? But let's talk about the whole point of weddings. Is because you know two people are joined in holy matrimony and getting married. And you know, I will say, what's the divorce rate? Probably like fifty percent in america
1: something like that
0: and so i will say that some people you know they get get married actual stat there okay i'm pretty i'm sure i'm pretty sure it's like 47 50 or it might be over 50 right now um but so, so i guess my question is you know so many people get divorced and it's like you know it kind of begs the question like is marriage overrated you know, is there even a reason to get married these days when you know like it's a one out of two chance that it may fail? So I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. Like, how do y'all feel about, you know, the the institution of marriage? Okay, says 37? Okay. how?
1: Also, do- oh, people super exaggerate when they say it's 50%. Oh, man. 37. It's a big difference.
0: Those who wed multiple times face a far higher rate of divorce. In fact, 67% of second marriages end and 73% of third marriages are dissolved. So mm. I guess if you get married yeah. a second time or third time, it goes up. But yeah, I don't know where that 50% came from. It's um, probably definitely going up. What do you think? Just for like first marriages?
2: No, it just shows like every year the number kind of increases. Mm. And uh, yeah, I can just see the number just keep going up.
0: I mean, thirty-seven percent is still a lot to me, though. I still think that's like thirty out yeah, of. That's still me. a
2: lot to me as well. That's about pretty much about forty percent of everybody who get into a marriage is gonna divorce.
0: Like that's pretty high chance. Yeah, like it's really right there. Like you know, it's it's really a toss up. But so, like, how do y'all feel about the institution of marriage? Is it overrated?
2: When you hear numbers like that, I kind of think it's overrated. Forty percent, like again, it, that is a pretty high number. And then what comes with marriage? It's a business agreement, so when you get divorced or something like that, you always got to think about how your finances and everything is going to separate. And then if you have multiple marriages, multiple kids, you got to figure out how much money you got to give them after marriage until your kids and child support. It's just a, it's a lot of money that's involved in marriage. So to say that forty percent of Americans like they're going to go through that type of financial issue, um, that's that's pretty. That's a negative thing because it takes years to come up from marriage. I would assume because like if y'all only had like one house and then the wife gets the house, and then you got to go get like another house and then maybe start like another family, but you still gotta pay for the kids. That's that's a lot of money being spent there.
0: Yeah, because it's not easy just to get a house. I'm sure like okay, if say you get married and boom, y'all was working for five years to get a house or three years to get a house like on two. Yeah, most likely
2: you're probably still going to be making payments on it. Most people can
0: stay in like 20, 30 year mortgages. Wait, how does that work? So if like, if, if I got divorced and my wife got the house, do she had to make the payments? No, like her do am I still obligated to make the payments? I would assume I'm not, you know, but, um, but yeah, so say like y'all work to get a house, boom, y'all get divorced. She get the house. Now you got to work by yourself or I don't know if you're going to get married again, but to, to go get another house like that's tough. um, but even even when I think about like if marriage is overrated or not, I don't even think about like it ending or anything. Like I don't really think about the divorce rate. I think about like what is it like? I think that I mean, okay. there's love in marriage, but it has to be more than love. You know what I mean? It has to be companionship. It has to be compatibility. It has to be building a, some sort of future together, having a plan to like get to where y'all want to get get to, and you have to have like that same type of mentality around it and I don't think that's necessarily overrated I think that some of the ways that people look at it as a fairy tale or you know something that's like oh hunky-dory and something does not work I feel like that's overrated because it is you know what I mean mm-hmm. and um yeah so I'm not opposed to it I'm just opposed to it in certain forms you know what I mean
1: yeah I would agree with that um I don't really concern myself too much with the divorce rate because I feel like divorce is something you can control. Like in a marriage, I think one of the things that people sometimes underestimate when they look at stuff like the divorce rate is like you make the choice to divorce. You decide to get married, but also somebody has to choose to file for divorce. So I think it's important to me to marry somebody who you both believe like this is it. Like, there's no out of this. There's no, um, there's no leaving. We're committed to this. Um, number one on the the divorce part. And then to your point, um, about it's marriage already, I agree with you, Matt. Like, I think the principles of it still stand like having somebody that you're in a team with having somebody that you're truly partnering with where you're supporting each other, you respect each other, you, um, You know, treat each other with honor. I think those principles are still really important. I think what's sad is that more people don't value some of those principles today in our generation. And that I think what we're gonna start seeing is my guess is that the divorce rate is actually gonna go down, but you're gonna see less people getting married, which is already kind of what we're seeing right now, right? It's like fewer people in our generation are getting married or really value marriage. I actually saw this really interesting report where they were talking about how, if you look at the rates of marriage for like, well, basically what they were saying is that in America, the rates of marriage really depend on different groups. So whether you're college educated, your race, etc. So for example, like white college educated women are getting married even more than um, getting married and staying married even more than their like mother's generations, but rates for marriage for like black college educated women aren't particularly high and they're not getting higher necessarily. Um, And so it's really interesting uh, to see like what's going to happen to marriage long-term. I think what you're going to end up seeing is that like, unfortunately a smaller, more select group of people are going to get married, but that those people are going to really value marriage and, Stay married, um, I think longer.
0: That's interesting though, because I have heard that, and I feel like we have talked about this in the po- on the podcast, you know, way back. But you know, white college educated women being married or staying married, and then black college educated uh, college educated women not having that same rate of marriage and success in that in that way. Did it give a reason why that is? Because I, I just don't understand. Like, can they just not find counterparts? That's just such a, a damning stat to hear, you know what I mean?
1: So it was a, a sociological study. So they didn't necessarily get into like a lot of the details around it. Um, you know, one of the things that, of course, a lot of people go back to is like, oh, well, are there as many, you know, black college educated men for these women to marry? Um but this study was just interesting. It was just like stating the facts, like not putting any sort of like reasons behind it. Um, so I don't know. I think it's a lot of things. I think like certain women don't value marriage as much, don't value partnership as much, don't feel like they need it as much because you have you have an education, you're able to have a professional career, you're able to afford yourself a certain lifestyle.
2: I mean, it's one though. Um when you were saying people don't normally get into marriage unless they in love and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't think no one really plans to get divorced in the beginning. So I think even like no one really plans on that to like, for your first point, because no one's thinking they're going to get divorced. Everyone thinking their marriage is probably going to last forever. when they do their vows, um, well, It just happens, divorce.
1: But I think, I don't think it's that it, I I disagree. I don't think that it just happens though. Like, and the reason why I say that, so my grandparents, they've been married 50 plus years. My parents have been married 35 plus years. Great grandparents were married 60 something years. And like, when you talk to people who've been married a long time, like, shit happens. Like, you go through some real shit. And I think a lot of people in our generation like have this attitude of like, oh, I'm married till I don't love you. Like, I woke up today and I don't love you, so like I'm getting divorced. And they don't realize that, like you said, marriage is a business partnership. Like, if we both got stake in this, like, nigga, I'm not leaving you. <laughs> I am not going anywhere. I don't care what happens. If, as long as you aren't beating me, like, I'm here. I'm committed to this and I'm going to commit to make it work. And I think a lot of people just don't have the attitude today.
0: I I feel you on that. And it's just like people don't like speaking on what you were saying, like working through issues. I feel like people would rather just throw it away and just stop and just start over rather than just like, okay, let's work through. Why don't you like me anymore? Why are you not attracted to me anymore? Why are you Mm -hmm. this, that and the third? And I think it just comes from. I feel like it might be our generation and younger than us, probably, just because we are so, you know, we, we're, we, we want instant gratification, things like that.
2: Also, I feel like you're you're used to it with the generational thing with your parents and your grandparents. So you actually get knowledge from them. Where I feel like not many people probably get that knowledge and talk to their parents or grandparents about what how a healthy relationship actually works. People are kind of just looking at TV and social media and trying to piece things together because their own family's really not together.
1: Yeah. I think Matt made a a key point earlier with like, a lot of people think that relationships are Disney movies. Like it's happily ever after you get married and that's like the end of this beautiful story. It's like, no, some days you don't like this person. Some weeks and years, you don't like this (laughs) person.
0: Years is crazy.
1: No, I mean, Michelle Obama, she uh, was doing an interview and she said there was like a 10-year span she didn't like Barack.
0: 10 years?
1: Yeah. She must as well she, go up the
0: road. Like, what? 10 years? But
1: she loved him, right? Like, that's the difference between like, like and love. Like, she was saying that that was when they had first had their kids. And she's like, damn, we got young kids. I'm stuck at home with the kids all the time. And you want to go out golf? You want to go hang out? Like, nah, help me with these kids. You know? But- she didn't leave then. It's like you realize like this is a point in time. This is a a moment in our life together. This is not, this is not it. And I think so many people do that now. Like, that's even why I don't like the women who like chase men with money and are like, oh, I want to marry a high value man. It's like, okay, well, what happens when he doesn't have that money? What happens when he made six figures, but then he loses his job? Are you now gonna leave him? Cause he doesn't make six figures. Yep. <laughs> And that's, <laughs> that's why people get divorced because you're marrying over stupid shit like that instead of like, hey, if you lose it all, I'm still here. Like I'm down for you, 10 toes, whether you're like the vow, say richer for poor in sickness and in health.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'll be interested to see like that 37 percent, like who, like what intention did they go into the marriage with? Was it like, oh, I just I really like this person. Seem like no loyalty.
1: No loyalty.
0: Yeah,
1: and if you look at like the reasons why people get divorced, you know, you have to like when you file claim a reason. Most people get divorced for irreconcilable differences. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference between adultery, abuse, and irreconcilable differences. Irreconcilable differences can literally just be like, I'm just sick of this nigga. You know, I'm, I'm sick of him. Like I said, the financial situation changed. Oh, this hard thing happened, and we can't work past it. Or oh. He's a narcissist, like all this stuff that is like, come on now. Or they probably
0: <laughs> got married before, or like before before the honeymoon stage ended.
2: Yeah. And then it ended,
0: and it was like, I don't really fuck with you like that. I'm trying to go with somebody else. So it's like, what's the intentions behind? It? Let's, let's let's be intentional. And I think or that they that get way, bored. That too. yes.
1: And to me, like I think you gotta know yourself. Like if you're the type of person where you are like, I'm in it with this person while it's good, then don't get married. Like be boyfriend girlfriend have a domestic partnership live together but i think it's fucked up to take the vows of for life if you don't mean for life if you just mean like while things are good while you make me happy
0: mm. damn no that that's real i'm just thinking about just past shit right now <laughs> this <laughs> is just gotta be thinking like damn like because somebody's made a good point. I can't remember if it was you or Rob, but, like, just being with somebody in the good and the bad is, like, that, that's one of the telltale signs of somebody not really for you when some bad shit happened or, like, you down bad or you feeling bad. Even, like, if you, like, it's down, like, if you're sad or something and, like, they don't really support mm-hmm. you through that, that's somebody that you already know that, like, they can't.
1: It's not gonna work.
0: It's not gonna work because they are, they like, "Mm, yeah, they tear up or whatever the fuck. Like, you know, they're not really trying to help you through things, you know?
1: Absolutely. One piece of advice my dad always gave me about relationships is like, you shouldn't get married to anybody that you haven't had a fight with, that you haven't gone through something with. Like, you need to see how you feel about that person when you're angry, when they're angry at you.
0: See that's how I know I. <laughs> this is how I know I probably shouldn't get married because if I don't, if I feel a way about somebody, then like it's like get away from me forever. <laughs> you know what I mean. That's how I know it's not. It's not. It's something I gotta work through before I get married. Because but I
1: see, can't. you know yourself. You know
0: this is true. This is true. This is true. Um, but yeah, so I think that I mean, like I said before, I think to wrap it up, like, you know, marriage is is cool when people go into it with the right intentions and they get married for the right reasons and otherwise it's like kinda overrated. I feel like it's just it's pointless, you know, just to get married, do all that paperwork and then you got just to Just for a, a party. Yep, just for a party. That's another thing for the appearances, like, oh, I'm gonna get married because oh, this is who I'm This is who on paper I should be with, you know what I mean? But then it's not gonna work out because y'all don't really fuck with each other. Like, you just, it's a fairy tale. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so let's go ahead and get into this next topic that we got for you folks. So I
2: was reading this article about Elon Musk. Oh, and morally wrong. Pretty much, he's saying it, there's no reason why people in the office or corporate workers should be staying home versus service workers. So, People who go in and
0: be in the factories or it could be Palmer. Well, you know, my first thought, you know, reading through this article and stuff is a direct quote from from Mr. Musk here. It says it's like it's like, really, you're going to work from home and you're going to make everyone else who made your car come work in the factory. That already that that sparked something in my brain already, because it's like, what is Elon Musk, the Tesla CEO? He's talking about people making cars in the factories. like, oh, you want people to keep working in a factory? So he really just, I feel like he says it's morally wrong, but I kind of feel like it's a business move where it's like, okay, people are going to start working from home. Then it's like, okay, they're not driving as much. So then people are not going to buy Teslas anymore because they don't even have anywhere to go. And that's kind of how I feel about it. But I just hate how he tried to veil it behind, oh, y'all just morally wrong for this shit, just trying to make people feel bad.
1: I actually, I think he raises an interesting point. Um, if you take a look at and go back to the early COVID days, right, you know, when we were all working from home, people who could work from home, people had the luxury to work from home, you had a lot of people who were in, um, blue collar jobs who didn't have the flexibility to to do that. And so at the same point, like those were a lot of the people who were getting COVID and unfortunately dying from COVID. So if you think about like bus drivers, um, people who worked in manufacturing, people who worked at grocery stores. Um, disproportionately, a lot of those are the people who were getting sick with COVID in those early days. Like I said, they, they passed away. And so I, from a certain point, I understand what he means about like, hey, there are people who like don't have the option to do this. And that puts them into a certain, they face a certain amount of harm because they don't get the option to work from home. Um, at the same time though, it's like, you're trying to accuse people who work corporate jobs and can work from home as basically being like elitist and feeling like they're above people in like the service class. When you're a billionaire, like you are the definition of elitist. If you are really worried about being morally right, wouldn't you be, you know, paying your people more wouldn't you be you know treating your workers with more respect like he's done a lot of stuff where it's like I, i'm not necessarily mad at the message but i I don't like the messenger
0: mm-hmm. no that's real because i've heard many stories about what they be doing over at tesla um mm. you know people getting mistreated and things like that and of, mm-hmm. and of course when he came into twitter like what well, he did he um He took like took away the food option or some shit like that.
1: Fired a bunch of people, and then now he's trying to scramble to rehire people back.
0: Mm -hmm. But you want to talk about morals, like, uh, yeah, like you said, the messenger is just like, why are you like shut up talking to me? You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rod, how do you feel about that? Is Elon Musk just on a dot with what he's saying?
2: I don't feel like he's correct because if you get an education, you can kind of afford that luxury. Like you are trained. Um, if you're trained to do a car, like you're, you're pretty much saying, "Hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I love to do. People like being in person and doing that work." But someone who's on a computer or something like that, you don't have to be in the office to do that work. You're educated not to be physically in the office. Like you can still do your job elsewhere. So it just doesn't make sense because certain people are, are educated in different things. So if I went to, to college and stuff like that, and for computer science or something like you can
0: make programs from home you don't need to be in the office to do that you really don't and it's like yeah it's, it's like he's trying to punish people because then he went to college right like i guess for he a, did i guess for a ceo i guess you probably can't i work think he dropped home. out though he dropped out i think so mm-hmm. yeah i think i i think i did read that before um but it's just like are you trying to punish people because you can't work from home like, is this is this a selfish thing because ceos probably can't they what? probably got to be there
1: also, he probably sure could he works from work home. from home. Yeah, that's the part where I'm like, wrong, wrong messenger. Because I bet you he works from
2: home. He works in the office and at home, both probably.
1: Mm-hmm. He has too
2: many
0: companies, too much shit to do. Hmm. He can't always be in the office. No, there's no way. There's no way. Um, it's a productivity issue, but it's also a moral issue. People should get off their goddamn moral high horse with this bullshit. Because they're asking everyone else to not work from home while they do. It's wrong.
1: And that one line, though, is where I kind of feel him is like you were saying, Rob, like certain jobs don't require you to work from home. And like we can all acknowledge that. I definitely, though, had co-workers uh, at my previous company who felt like kind of felt like they were elitist because they worked in tech you know, and like, well, I shouldn't have to be put at risk. I, it is dangerous for me to go out into, you know, into the world right now because of COVID, there's a potential risk I could get COVID. And it's like, yeah, but you had somebody Instacart you deliveries. You had somebody who, you know, is sending you packages from Amazon. You had, uh, You know, somebody, you know, deliver your mail. Like, these are all people who you feel like you're better than and that they have to go out and be in in the public and you don't. So that's where I I feel him. I do think- Do they
2: feel they're better than or do they need those things to survive? Like, you need your Instacars to get the groceries. You need your mail. There's both. I feel like it can be both. Like, those are part of your livelihood. Like, you need those things. But you still can't go to- bars or go to social gatherings like everyone else during that time.
1: But these were people, like, that was what was funny is, like, these were people who, oh, I don't feel comfortable going into the office, but, like, you want to go out to eat and you're traveling. (laughs) So it's not really that you, like, need these other services as necessities because you don't feel comfortable going out. But it's, I I think we all just got to be honest. Like, as somebody who has worked from home for the past couple of years, we like the flexibility. Like just say we like the flexibility. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think you gotta make it a COVID thing, which I feel like a lot of people are still doing. For sure. And then on Elon's point, don't make it a moral issue. Just say, like, yo, people are more productive in the office.
2: I think it's I don't even think it's more productivity because I feel like the stats will still say the work is getting done, even with people from home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more of a control thing, like. Being able to have eyes on everything. For sure. Someone just being at home and they can do anything. And I, I feel like he just doesn't like that. He likes to physically see everything and know that workers are doing what they're supposed to do.
1: A hundred percent agree. And there's that peer pressure to be more productive, right? Because You make a good point about the stats. Like productivity didn't go down in COVID, but I think what goes down, at least for when I think about working from home during COVID was... If I wanted to like log off at five, I have no reason to stay on, right? Like, I feel like I'm done with my work. I can log off. But when you're in the office sometimes and you're getting ready to leave at five and you see all your coworkers are still there, it's like, okay, well, I don't want to be the first person to leave the office. So like, let what? me stay another. Hour. I'm like, see
2: you. About to say shit. <laughs> I'm I'm out exactly at the time. Like, all right, <laughs> Deuce. <laughs> I'll be the first one. Like, I'll be the. Sure, like if it's my time to go, I was here.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did my time. You can look at my time card to see I did my time. So, like,
2: yeah, you, the work is done. <laughs> I'm out of here. See you tomorrow.
1: <laughs> okay, maybe that was just us. Maybe my just team. There's just a lot of peer pressure.
0: <laughs> I was about to say, I could see that being peer pressure, but like, not. That, I don't care about things like that. But I, I could see like some people that are like, oh, I don't want to make appearances that I'm lazy or something. I get that.
2: Well, this, this other topic that I thought was kind of similar, like having a routine and being in the office, um, you start to get like a a good routine. And I want to know if this is probably the most productive way of living, is having a routine versus being more sporadic. Um, And what I mean by sporadic, you can just going out and do, trying different things and different ways that you maybe sleep scheduling or way that you schedule your things to do during the week um outside of uh your work schedule just being more sporadic I want to know which way do we think do we think it's more productive either or
1: I think for myself at least like I'm more productive when I have a routine but life is more fun when I'm sporadic like I feel like I'm always like stuck between the two of like having too much routine and getting a lot of stuff accomplished and being like really far along on my goals. But then being like, damn, like I am bored, (laughs) you know, or I miss socializing or miss some of the just like spontaneity of life. It's hard trying to find that balance, to be honest.
0: No, it really is. And I I think that being the most productive probably would be a routine because, you know, at this time I'm going to do this I'm going to have this done at this time, and then I'm going to start this at this time. Like, This is probably the best, most productive way, but at the same time, that's just hard for me to follow a routine because I, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to feel when I wake up that day. I might not feel like doing none of that shit. I might just feel feel like going to be in a bed all day, or I might just feel like going to the park or some shit, like driving around, bumping music or some shit, so routines are hard for me and what's that saying like it takes like 30 days to build a good habit or something like that something um like that. i don't know if i've ever had like a real routine other than like taking a shower brushing my teeth you know what i mean that i've done for 30 days straight i can't do that it's just not it's it's not it's, giving it's not giving, <laughs> it's not giving. <laughs> like i can't think of the word but it's just not it's not for me so, are you a routine person or what? Like, is you somebody that needs to stay on the schedule?
2: I th- I feel like it's just easy to get burnt out. Like, my Monday through Friday is pretty routine. Like, it's, it's work, getting off. Then I don't really have too much time. It's just gym, cooking some food. And then it's, like, restart for the next day. I think it's easy to get in a routine. But... Now I feel like I'm getting, I am getting to the point where it's like, I got to point out like, man, I'm doing this all the time, burnt out. Like I need a vacation. I need to get out. Um, I need to join some groups. I need to try to get around more people outside of work. Now I'm kind of feeling that way. After doing the same thing for months and just kind of get myself associated in the new state. Um, but now I'm feeling like, yeah, I should be a little bit more sporadic, get to meet some people out here and do something different.
0: But you can fit those things into your routine, all right? Like, obviously, Monday through Friday, you are working, you know, 9 to 5 or whatever. But it's like, you could fit that into your routine, but it is kind of hard when you're working 40 hours a week.
2: I think it's, like, your effort as well. Like, you got to put effort to do it. Yeah. Like, just to break your routine, it, it takes... Like, because, I don't know, you get lazy doing what you do every day. And then when there's, like, an outing or something after work or a group a group P wants to get together... You kinda to me I gotta muster up the energy to be like, all right, like get myself together to go do that.
1: I think people underestimate like how much energy it takes to be sporadic once you've actually gotten in a good routine.
0: What you mean by that? Expand on that a little bit.
1: So like let's say, like one of the things I've been working on lately is like getting up early. So uh, getting up every day at five so I can be at the gym before six. Um, but that means that I got to be in bed at nine 30. And so if I want to make a point of like randomly going to see a friend, going to get dinner with a friend, then I gotta, I gotta make sure to do that earlier in the day. So I gotta be there at seven and I gotta leave at nine so I can be home at nine 30. So it's like, you can still do those like kind of sporadic fun things in the moment, but like, you also know like, I'm still going to have to... There's going to be a give and take. That still means like, I I still have to plan to have this quote unquote sporadic moment. I still got to put energy into making this happen instead of just being like, all right, cool. Fuck it. I'm about to go out tonight and not worry about what time I get in bed and then not get up early enough and throw the rest of the schedule off. If you want the rest of the schedule, you still have to be thoughtful about how you make some of those sporadic things happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're like,
1: hey, if I go out tonight, I can't drink too much because I got to do this tomorrow.
0: Even if you want to. I think it gets to a point where it's like you got to do what you have to do versus what you want to do. Oof. And that's one of those things where it's like, you know, you would love to get get together with your old friend and be out till 2 a.m. But it's like, I'm on this routine. You know what I mean? yeah but- mm. Um, and I think if if that routine is helping you, like, get to where you need to go, I guess you got to follow that. But for me, I would straight up break that routine. I would break it because I'm just not... I'm not mentally strong enough to, like, just follow some shit. I'm like a go with the flow, like, f- yeah, blown in the wind type of person. You know what I mean? But maybe I need to switch over to get into having a routine, though. Yeah. So you like
2: a leaf, just blown in the
0: wind. Yeah. Like, what, what Katy Perry said, like, have you ever felt like a plastic bag? Like... <laughs> yeah like i just be doing shit like whatever i be feeling like it's just like this is what i feel today (laughs) you know but um, oftentimes we probably shouldn't go based off of our feelings we should go based off of what we need to do you know that's all i'm saying
1: do you feel like that's a part of like growing up and maturing or do you think that's just a personality thing
0: i don't know what it is at this point (laughs) at this point it might be I, I don't know.
2: There's too many immature adults now that I get older. I'm realizing maturity doesn't necessarily go with everyone.
0: 1000%.
1: Absolutely.
0: When you say that, though, like what you mean by that? Like in their choices and like kind of expand on that. Like what you mean? Because I, I see it too. That could be anything.
2: That could be just like still, it could be partying all the time. It could be, um, how they speak to people, conversation, things of that nature, it could be like that. It could be what they like to do, um, places they like to to associate uh, at. That could be another thing. Like I see, I'm gonna say randomly on my Instagram story, somebody from college. They're still going to the same bar in that around that college town. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. really, and that's. <laughs> It's kind of weird to me, like at this point.
0: <laughs> or, you hating? Like, I don't that know, nigga this, just this having a, bunch a of good different time. Things. He just having a good time. You hating? Like, <laughs> what you hating for? <laughs> no, I do feel you. Like, it, but is that? Immatru- it be a
2: bunch of college kids? And it's like a
0: right, like a
2: like a young place. And I'm like, what is this nigga doing? <laughs> like, is
0: that immature? Like,
2: like, go somewhere else. Like,
0: is that old immatru- as hell? Is that immature? <laughs> <laughs> is that immaturity or is that like stuck in his ways or is Ooh, it the same thing i don't know
2: that's a good question
0: because maybe he just like i'm just used to comfortability. this ability like, you said what
2: comfortability
0: comfortability could be that as well like you know everybody been going there for years uh, yeah. the regular to a college bar it just i don't know it just sounds nasty yeah especially at like 30 like bro you're 30 years old yuck <laughs> And like some some people in here with fake IDs, so like, what are you, <laughs> what are you in here for? Um, but you know what, I can't knock can his hustle because that's maybe what he's comfortable with, where he's, I, I don't know, I kind of can. Go you ahead. Definitely now. know. I, I I feel like I know who you're talking about, but <laughs> we're not gonna say any names here. We're gonna be <laughs> safe today.
1: But I feel like you just said a keyword though, and you you both were talking about comfortability. It's like, yeah, but isn't that how you grow? Is by being uncomfortable?
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wise words. Wise words. That's true. I guess coming back to the to the main point of like routines and sporadic sporadic ability or whatever. Um, spontaneity. Spontaneity. Yes. Uh is that easy for y'all though? Like uh, so routines, it sounds like it's pretty easy for you, Jermaine and Rod. But like it
2: sounds like productivity's not like a big deal in that. It sounds like it's more work life balance people wanna get, get to. Like people want to still be sporadic, but they also want to have their
0: routine. It's like, there's a mix between the two. But yeah, and and that's my main point about it is like 40 hours a week. Like, let's, let's be for real. Like working 40 hours a week. Is it that bad though for real? Like, I feel like it's terrible. And then I'd be like, damn, like this is a long time to be spending like every week doing this shit. But like, is it just like millennial complaining that I'm doing or is it really just that taxing on us? I don't know.
1: I don't I think it's not just the 40 hours but it's the time of day. Like the fact that your most productive hours are spent working is to me like the crazy part. And not just like the 40 hours but it's really more than 40 hours because let's say if you work 8 to 5 Monday through Friday you got to get you got to commute more than likely So, you know, you got to give yourself time to commute. You got to give yourself time to get up, shower, eat breakfast, dress. You know, you come home, you make dinner, you maybe go to the gym. Like most of your hours are still kind of wrapped up in work related activities. You might only have an hour or two of like real relaxation time or like fun time in a day, which is kind of crazy when you think about it.
2: You think the majority of people around our age have a kid? I don't know stats stat on that. Mm. Like at least one.
1: That's a good question. I don't know the stats on that either. It's hard to say.
0: I feel like 50-50. Or if yeah. anything, less people have kids. Nah, I'd say about 50-50. But then that adds a whole other dy- dynamic though, because it's like, damn, I have to go get the kids from daycare. And I, when, I have, when I come home, I don't have time for myself to have to take care of these kids. So like mm-hmm. mm, I wouldn't wish what, that on my worst enemy. Go ahead though.
1: <laughs> what do you guys think about the um the idea that some companies are trying to move to a four day work week?
0: Well, I already work four days, so I'm I like it. I do like it. Um and I think what I like about it is I do have one extra day, like a whole extra day where I could do whatever the fuck I want to, like just some me time, just just chill or whatever. What I don't like is ten-hour days are long. I have an hour lunch, yeah. so it's like it's an eleven-hour day. Oof. Um, so really, really, so I can, you're
1: really gone from the house for like twelve hours.
0: Literally twelve hours, and it's like sun up to sun down for real. Like especially in the winter time, like you don't see the sun when you leave. I don't see the sun when I leave work. You know what I mean? So there's pros and cons, but I do think that just to get that extra day for your family, for your personal things. Like, that's that's fire. hmm
1: I think it's going to be really interesting to see if more companies um, start trying to embrace the four-day work week.
0: I feel like I don't want that, though, because Fridays be so, like, smooth. because everybody be at work already? Like, I want to have my company be the only one that do it because one of the best things about Fridays is, like, ain't nobody else out, ain't nobody on the road. True. Like it's it's a great feeling, but I guess you know. Let me not be selfish. Like obviously, it'll be great for everybody, but like, nah. Like stay, stay all that. Like like when COVID times, like when everybody was in the crib. Like that's how Beautiful. I feel on Fridays.
1: Beautiful. It's funny you say that. I was thinking about it recently. It hit me a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, man, I miss when everybody was stuck in the house. Cause I am sick of people. Like even like the 2021 times mm-hmm. when um. Like, it was kind of safe to go back outside, but people weren't outside, outside. I don't know if you noticed, but like traffic is picked up everywhere. It takes forever to get anywhere now. I'm like, damn, go back in the house, y'all.
0: And it's like the thing about where we live at, there's no public transit. So like, if we're talking about traffic specifically, Mm -hmm. everybody has a car, especially if you live in the suburbs, like that suburban sprawl. It's just like, you have to drive everywhere. You know, got no grocery store walking distance. No, no kind of stores walking distance. So it's like it gets annoying. Um yeah, that sucks. Yeah, everybody go back inside. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> so you got last back inside. But um, yeah, let's go ahead and get into this last topic. Um, you know, I think we're gonna get into this one and close it out. So man, we've heard a lot of stories about these these two people, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, over the last couple of years and most of the times I've had like a, I've been on their side, where it's like, damn, like they really hating on them. The royal family hates them for some reason. Woo, 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 woo. But this this strange story kind of came out recently, where it kind of raised some eyebrows, mine included. So they said that they were in a two-hour chase. They were in New York City, and they said that they were in a two-hour chase, um, and they were in a taxi cab, and you know it had all these different types of implications. You know they felt scared and woo, woo, woo. I just kinda of felt it was strange that they were in a taxi for two hours, being chased by who, we don't know. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Like, you know, is, is this like what what is going on here? Is this a bigger thing to cover something else up or how do y'all feel about Well, I'ma
2: add some news um that more recently came out. Oh sure. They someone spoke to the driver that was driving around Harry hairy and uh and O'Reilly. And, uh, pretty much what the driver was said, they was over exaggerating a little bit. They did run into some fans that happened to see them through the taxi and they were taking pictures and trying to videotape them. Of course, um, along the road, but he said he took them back to the hotel, uh, to get away. Um, but he said, yeah, that was it. Wow. He said a bunch of fans and everything was taking pictures and stuff and he just took them back to the hotel. So the whole chase thing for two hours was just kind of weird. He was just like, yeah, they over-exaggerated a little bit. It wasn't, I don't know about the chase, but there were some fans with their camera out. No.
1: Did you say how long it was?
2: He didn't really say a time, but he was like, yeah, it was over-exaggeration.
1: Wow. Well, I did also see too that um, Wobby Goldberg, she came out and she was like, that's a lie. She was like, there's no such thing as a two-hour chase in New York City.
2: Two hours in New York? But like, also- where are they? Where are they going? Like they weren't, they must be going to every borough. For real? Like in two hours? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what are, like, what are you talking about?
1: Also, like when I first read the story, like, you know, most people I was like, wow, I'm like, Prince all two hours is a long time. But I was like, okay, I feel kind of bad. And then I started looking up, you know, more about the situation. And I saw a video of them and they were, you know, in the taxi. And I was like, wait a minute. You took a taxi? Like you're a prince. Y'all didn't have a black car. You didn't have a police escort. Like I can see why people would take pictures because you were in a taxi.
0: Yeah, seeming real normal. Yeah. But maybe they feel like it'll be more incognito, like they was hiding in plain sight if they took a taxi, I guess.
1: But like you can see through the window, like get a get a Uber black with, you know, some tinted windows or something. Like if people can see you, isn't the natural inclination to be to take pictures?
2: Yeah, they should have hired a driver, not a taxi.
1: Yeah,
0: one thousand percent. But it, I think it's really crazy that people really saw them like, who really just looking in taxi windows just randomly and be like, "Oh my God, there's Prince Harry!" Like that's ain't that that's crazy?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's all crazy. I don't know. This has to be like this is shaping up to be one of the craziest lies of all time. Because the exact words initially were like, "Oh, this is a near catastrophic." chase, to go from that to being like, yo, some fancy pictures, maybe some paparazzi. That's a big difference.
0: So why did they tell this lie? Does anybody know what was the point in lying about this? Like, why did they? Because we didn't even know about this. We didn't.
1: No, we would have never known. We would
0: have never known. Like, what is the point in putting things out there that we would have never known? And then now we know. But now it's a lie.
2: Yeah. They could have just went home. They could have just went home. (laughs) Like, just had a good day in NYC, <sighs> being a prince, being a princess. Like, that's it. Like, that could have been a story. Like, they visited New York City, showed love. And I don't new, get why the car chase in NYC was so, like, why they had to put that out there.
1: They were in New York because I think, like, she won an award. Like, one of them won an award or something. So, it was like, why can't the headline just be like, oh, y'all won an award? Like, why'd you have to add in, you know...
0: This to the story. I, I'm speechless almost because it's just like I'm just sitting here in my brain just trying to figure out like what was the point of this? Like, were they trying to avoid something? Like, is it a cover up or something else? Like, maybe they ran somebody over and they were like, oh, nah, we was really getting chased though. Like, you know what I mean? Trying to cover up some tracks.
2: Makes must be of the Soldier Boy story. Like, some shooters came to my house. <laughs> I did a flip, grabbed my Draco, Start shooting at the door. Pop, pop, pop. Pop, <laughs> like, like it just like it makes no sense you just trying to hype up the stories like mm-hmm. what what are you talking about
0: i mean yeah <laughs> is that the biggest lie though this i, I was gonna say like that jesse smollett shit that shit was kind of that was
1: egregious too. yeah you know i was gonna say this was like top top two like stupidest celebrity lies of all time but i forgot jesse smollett that will always be number one i think soldier boy is firmly at number
2: two, though. We really think Soulja Boy was well, he was lying? beat down by two subway workers.
0: Who, uh, Jesse? Yeah, that's
2: what he, that's what he said. He was beat down by two, wasn't it two subway workers or something? They, two African subway workers? No,
1: he was supposed <laughs> to be going to get subway at, like, two in the morning when some Trump supporters <laughs> came and were like, oh, yo, that's that gay nigga from, what was his on? power,
0: Coward. uh, Oh, uh, uh
1: Empire uh,
2: Empire, yeah,
1: <laughs> and they threw bleach hey, Juicy Smollett,
2: get over here, Juice. Hey,
1: <laughs> they threw bleach on him and supposedly threw a noose on him. And, like, I can't believe that anybody believed that story for longer than like 15 minutes because it's like, first of all, what subway is open at 2 a.m.?
0: Like, somebody get a noose. Everybody said, Who <laughs> carrying nooses and <in> bleach
1: in <laughs> Chicago in public? And
0: Africans and- at that. What African is carrying a noose? And they don't even know what nooses is. Like, what are you talking about? Like, and then and and it was like negative ten degrees that night. Like, who just outside just just lurking, lurking for Jesse Smollett?
1: And also, like, he's not even famous like that. Like, who would know him for real when you see him out? Be like, oh yeah, that's Jesse Smollett. That's that's that dude from Power. No white supremacists know who he is. So they don't watch Empire. Let me tell you that.
0: You know. yeah i don't know that shit was egregious like you said like people that believe that shit for more than 15 minutes is like all right you just trying to i don't even know what it is like like sometimes you could just hear a story and just know it's bullshit like this one it didn't really occur to me all the time like at the time like oh two hours chasing new york city that don't sound that don't sound likely but this jesse like come on man come on jesse
2: but, but I mean, back to the story, though, yeah with uh, Prince Harry and Princess, it just sounds like a a story they would tell their friends or something, like celebrity friends, Hollywood, and try to exaggerate the story. I don't know, the wrong person maybe just heard it and put it out or something like that, or did they put it out themselves? I don't I think really know. I their
1: publicist, as, as far as I know, their publicists put out the story. Like That's the part that's crazy, is nobody else would have been talking about this if they did not proactively put it out.
0: See, and that's that's what I was saying. Like, it's a cover up. It's something. Something is there. Like, there's a reason why they told this story. Because if they published it, put it out, then they wanted this out.
1: Yeah, I think you said the key thing earlier, Matt, which is like, I used to rock with them. I really did. Um, of course, like who wouldn't want a you know black princess? But the more stories that have come out about them. The more they get me where I'm like, all right, y'all, like some of this is, I, I get you might have some family tension with the royal family, but some of the things that they've been saying have been taking it a little bit extreme to me. Um, and so I kind of feel like for this particular story, it almost makes me think like, ah, I don't know like they want to build more sympathy for them like they Mm -hmm. want people to be like oh my goodness it's so hard for them uh they've been kicked out of the royal family and you know they've been ostracized and now they can't even visit new york in peace i think they just want us to feel sorry for them to be honest
0: if them
2: if the publicist made this story they need to fire her like (laughs) come on now like this was the worst story from a publicist that they came up with this but
0: i feel like they told her to say that though so why are you firing her like they did what she, she did what they wanted her to do know anybody I mean?
2: with a brain would could have realized like that's not just not a good lie <laughs> they should have said 30 minutes maybe
1: yeah two hours it's just too easy to to disprove that in new york city where you got cameras everywhere you got paparazzi like they got traffic cams all over the place, like you could very easily see. Like it was not catastrophic.
2: Pedestrians. But, yeah.
0: <laughs> Everywhere. There's only twelve <laughs> cars in New York City in the first place, so it was like, bruh, like who's chasing you? Like who was in the car chasing? Like come on, man.
2: Millions of people, Millions all of people around on the street, with Walk the prince in. and the princesses getting away.
0: Come on, man. Do better. Do better, cause yeah. I, I'm I still fuck with them. Obviously, I'ma always fuck with them over the actual royal family. I don't know what they can do to tarnish that for me, but I'm I'm still gonna root for them. I guess even though they bow face. root for
1: everybody, black.
0: Yeah, black We're and black. and ginger. Um, cause I think that nigga ginger Harry. Uh, <laughs> yep. Harry, I was about to say Harry Styles. Uh, what's their last name? <laughs> what was the royal family last name? I don't even know. Do
2: you know? I have to look this Harry up? Harry Styles
0: no that's the that's the that's the singer nigga (laughs) you said you looked it up
1: i had to look it up because i was so confused like so they do have a last name it's mount bottom
0: mount bottom What? Mm -hmm. (coughs) i gotta look this up what
1: maybe i'm saying it wrong let me pull it up again it's uh but it's like mount mount bottom something like that
0: mount Batten, mount baton windsor
1: some like, yes, I yeah. think you are saying it better than I am saying
0: it. Mountbatten Windsor, something like that. Okay.
1: Isn't it weird that even if you go on his like Wikipedia, like you can't even see what this man's last name is? Like, why is it such a secret?
0: Like Prince Charles of the <laughs> second, first, like all that crazy shit. Like, come on, man. What we talking Yeah, I am not rooting for him. I don't know why you rooting for him. Why not? I mean, he just seemed like if anybody, like he just seemed like the most down to earth. Just from the little that I paid the royal family, like little attention that I paid. Like he seemed like the cool one.
2: Yeah. I just don't know him. I'm not room for anybody. I don't know.
0: That's real too. That's real. That's real. But um, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this episode up. Let's get into these highlights for the week, man, or for the episode. What y'all got for us today, Rod Jermaine? Anything I want to highlight?
2: I'm gonna highlight Post Malone just popped this new single. Mm-hmm. Man, that shit is hard. It is. It's called. What is it called? Morning. And it's going to be off his new project, Austin, that's coming out in the end of July. July 28th is his release date. Seem like he's rolling out a couple singles. And so far, these uh, single Morning and Chemical have been good so far. So I'm expecting this to be a big hit. Probably win a lot of awards at the end of the year. I can see that happening. Um, Yeah, so shout out to Post Malone on this single. It's dope.
1: So this week, I'm going to highlight a Colors performance that was just released a couple days ago by St. Harris. He sang um, his single Ego Talkin'. And I mean, the original is sick, but the Colors show version was extra, extra, extra crazy. Um, And his whole project is definitely worth taking a listen to if you haven't heard it yet
0: okay super dope super dope so let me go ahead and um you know let's uh let me let me highlight nba legend um big gun toting Um uh, shout out to gilbert arenas man gilbert arenas is that guy to me man he just somebody with crazy basketball knowledge Damn. who you thought i was talking about somebody else i thought you were talking about young boy oh no 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 not like nba like the, the league <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, shout out to Gilbert Arenas. He has a show on YouTube that he does. He has um, uh, Brandon Jennings is on there sometimes. Miko Grimes, Rashad McCants, and they do like a sports show a couple of times a week. It's mm. called Gills Arena, but it's just a, a lot of basketball knowledge in the building. Um, great place to just like get a great breakdown from like former former NBA players, you know, about like what's going on in the league. So shout out to Gills Arena. Um, so yeah, he,
2: my take was uh, terrible. I said the Lakers and five.
0: I've been, I've been telling y'all. I've been telling y'all this is gonna be a sweep. Get the brooms out immediately. Um I don't know about that. I mean they might win the next one, but we'll, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. But um other than that, check out St. Harris, check out that post Malone, check out that Gills Arena, and let us know what y'all think. Um, Prince Harry. Nah, you I mean y'all could leave Prince Harry, wherever the fuck he at back in the in the beans and beans and toast land um but if you made it this far thank you so much for listening man this has been the friends podcast we out. peace out cheerio